Welcome back to 2024, the first episode of the new year. Hartley, good afternoon. I'm going to get this right this time. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, new year, new me. I finally got it right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's 2024, which is huge because, well, Vision Pro. I, 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 I know we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about that last because I feel like everybody probably is Vision Pro'd out at this point. Um, but that is technically the first thing that's going to be coming out, or at least what we assume will be the first thing. And uh, we'll come back to it. But I just feel like the last few times we've talked about it, we've spent so much that we could, you know, I don't know. So let's move on to uh, th this whole episode is going to be basically, you know, seeing what's ahead for 2024. Um, and aside from Vision Pro, which we are expecting in February, uh, in March is the one that I'm also kind of excited about. That's the OLED iPad Pros. Hartley, will you buy an OLED iPad Pro? What iPad Pro do you have right now? Or do you not have an iPad Pro? I have the M1 12.9-inch iPad Pro, okay, with, which was the model that introduced the mini LED display. So right. as a fan of the mini LED display, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to upgrade to OLED. Um, iPad you think, is that's, one of those you think that's worth it? Yeah, um, especially because iPads are so great for media consumption. So the ability to watch movies with OLED is is going to really be a bit of a game changer on iPad. It's not going to make me more productive on my iPad, but it is going to help me with the one of the probably only use cases I have for the device, which is media consumption. I'm going to switch uh, it's, to it's iPad full time. Toy, the iPad, but <laughs> it's, uh, it really is. It's it should be more interesting with this revision of the device, though. Um, particularly with the accessories, because there are rumors that Apple is working on a new keyboard that will sit above the current Magic Keyboard. So the current Magic Keyboard works with both the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. Going forward, it looks like that will continue to be the case, but then there'll be a new keyboard that has an aluminum top case. So even if the outside of it is still made of a sort of silicone material, the actual area with the palm rests will be made of aluminium, or aluminum, as you would say. <laughs> uh, and uh, with a larger trackpad, it looks like, um, and some, I, I assume, potentially things like a, a function row. I don't know what other differences this would have. Maybe you get would get something like MagSafe 3 that's designed for the Mac. Maybe that will also be included in the keyboard. But the whole way this keyboard is, be is supposedly being designed is as a... A sort of key uh, as a sort of laptop like keyboard accessory much more so than we currently have with the magic keyboard which is very interesting um because i'm not sure a keyboard like that is going to make it more like a laptop i think if it uh brings in the trackpad that's very similar to what we have on a macbook that would be a huge help um is that possible is that something that's rumored on that yeah, so that's definitely one of the aspects that is rumored. Um, in order to Teen achieve that, um, it looks like there's there's going to have to be some changes, I assume, to the, the hinge design. That isn't yep. rumored, but I assume it is because you'll have to move the keyboard further back to make larger palm rest area where you will put the trackpad. Um, so I wonder if it's going to be a little bit like... Oh, your lights are freaking out. They are. There we go. There we oh, go. 
Yeah. No. Oh. Um, now I'm back. You wonder if it's a little like what? Um, I wonder if it's going to be um, a little bit like one of the bridge keyboards. Um, okay. The, because that does feel a little bit more laptop-like, um, and yeah. that would give give some added thickness to. I don't know if they're going to squeeze extra ports on there. If they're going to add MagSafe, that would be huge. Um, but it would make it feel more laptop-like because I don't like using my iPad Pro on my lap, and especially not on a desk because I can't angle it back far enough. So all of these things would make a difference, um, even though this doesn't actually relate to the iPad Pro itself. But it is an important uh, thing to mention because it will be exclusive to this device and come out at the same time. The iPad Pro is, um, or I mean, well, yeah, the iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard is quite possibly the most worthless thing on your lap. Just gonna be, just gonna be very blunt. It has zero lapability score, zero. But uh, on the desk, it's fine. I think it would be kind of cool if, like, you could tilt the the iPad back and then, like, kind of extend the keyboard, where like you can kind of keep it further away from you, but you can bring the keyboard closer to you. I don't think Apple would make something like that, but it'd be kind of cool if it like extended towards you a little bit more. I will say that all of the keyboards that Apple has done for the iPad Pro have all been very different conceptions of how yeah. laptop keyboards should work. So I'm very interested to see what they do with it. What is What would this be, the fourth time round that they've gone about redesigning one of these sorts of keyboards because we originally had those folio keyboards with the sort of fabric keycaps yeah um and then we've had things like the uh the magic keyboard folio for the 10th generation ipad which does have function keys and it's got the kickstand the kickstand's great um yeah. I wish that the iPad bring Pro the would. kickstand to the ipad pro yeah. that's what so they i need wonder to do. if it will have something like that maybe it will be like a bridge uh keyboard like bottom case but then you also get like a silicon magnetic thing with a kickstand for the back um, I think all of that would make the iPad much more compelling. It's not going to make me use it for work. That's an iPad OS issue. Um, actually, yeah. more than it is an iPad OS issue, which is relevant to talking about this device, it's a display size issue. Um, these devices are rumored to get larger displays. So we're going to be moving from uh, 11 inches to 11.1 and uh, 12.9 to 13. So Come on, that, that, that point one ain't going to... Where you'll feel you know. it is in the bezels. <laughs> you'll 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 feel it with those bezels being slimmer, um, and that will make it feel a little bit more modern. We all like to see slimmer bezels. I mean, we felt yeah. it with the iPhone 15 Pro, and that was even smaller. Um, so I'm sure that we will we will appreciate these uh, these reduced bezels. Uh, or, but I would are like we gonna... to see a larger iPad Pro to really be able to really get some work think, done on the device. I think 14 inches would be the sweet spot. That'd be sweet. I'd yeah. like to see that. This episode of The Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Notion. I've been using Notion for a long time, and it's also been the driving force for a lot of what I do here at Mac Rumors, specifically for the podcast. I have show notes, podcast episode backlogs, and scripts for my videos and tasks, and it's just all here for me to see in one place with Notion. Notion combines your notes, documents, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed. And you can leverage the power of AI right inside of Notion across all of your notes and docs without having to jump between your work and a separate AI-powered tool. Unlike other specialized tools or legacy suites that have you bouncing between six different apps, Notion is just seamlessly integrated, infinitely flexible, and beautifully easy to use. And also, fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, think bigger, 
doing tasks that normally take you hours in just a few seconds. So save time and write faster by letting Notion AI handle the first draft, jumpstart a brainstorm, or turn your messy notes into something polished. You can even automate tedious tasks like summarizing meeting notes or finding next steps. Notion AI does all of this and more and frees you up to do the deep work. Notion is used by over half of the Fortune 500 companies, and teams that use Notion send less email, cancel more meetings, save time searching for their work, and reduce spending on tools, which helps keep everyone on the same page. So try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash macrumors. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash macrumors to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash macrumors. Thanks, Notion, for sponsoring this episode. But I, I don't think they should uh, 14 and 11. I think the 11, I'm, I, the iPad gives me the same size issues that I have with the phones. I think the 11 is great for like traveling around, uh, you know, taking it on the plane with you. But like, if you start getting any bigger on that 12.9, uh, then it becomes just kind of an issue and like, might as well just take my laptop. Mm. I don't know. I, uh, need a foldable ipad that's what we need yeah well let's get let's get going on that so are we going to notice the speed because the speed is going to be boosted with the help of the m3 chip uh and so that'll be i mean that'll be pretty huge for the ipad because it i don't know i i mean ipad os is already pretty snappy yeah gaming that's what i was going to say are we really going to notice it in anything else maybe if i actually pulled my head out of my you know what and actually started editing and, and got things done on there i would notice yeah. but for what i use the ipad for which is when i travel and stuff it's fine it doesn't need to be any faster but gaming yeah for sure and you know apple really is boosting gaming and with the gpu improvements that come with the m3 that's going to be huge uh, and so that's the other main selling point of that and then we get up to some of these like little interesting ancillary things like four terabytes of storage Eh, I mean, maybe again, if I Some start editing like that, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, uh, mag safe charging capabilities. So that's where I, I still am trying to figure out the possibilities with that. So it's not only mag safe charging other devices, but also the iPad as well, correct? Um, that is not what the rumor currently says. Supposedly. It was though. It was well, though. Yeah, because Apple's filed a bunch of patents about reverse wireless okay. charging on loads of devices. So it looks <sighs> like this is something they want to do long term. Maybe that that is what this will be. But my expectation is that it will simply be that you can use a MagSafe puck on the back of the iPad, um, and that there will be some sort of glass area where that would line up. So it could be that um, one thing that was rumored at one point, it hasn't been mentioned for a very long time. Um, but it would be that the device has a larger Apple logo made of glass on the back, because otherwise you'd have just this weird glass square. So it would be a way of hiding that. And then at least you kind of know where the MagSafe puck needs to line up. But then there's there's all sorts of other questions about if you uh, do put a thick case on there, which people do with iPads far more than uh, MagSafe in a phone, you're then going to need to have those MagSafe magnets in the iPad case. Um, and then you're going to be pushed to buy something that's a first party accessory maybe it'll work but it's not going to be that fast it's just going to provide that extra option um i personally would like to see it it's not going to interest me as much as if they uh move the camera around and move the placement of the inductive charger for the apple pencil 
um, and the volume buttons and the lock button and maybe they bring an well, action button i don't know i'm going i mean this stuff isn't rumored but i i, I was gonna say so i'm not seeing that but is this do you think that's gonna happen at the very least can we please get the damn camera to be in in the landscape mode i think that if we're going to get it on the ipad pro this is the year that it will happen because this is supposedly going to be a complete redesign and we have uh, to remember that the ipad pro has been exactly the same since 2018 um that is now quite some time ago um by the time this device comes out um that that i mean the design has aged fantastically um i'm sure a lot of people are still using their 2018 ipad pro and are not wanting for a new one at all so i'm sure that apple will approach this a little bit differently because it is quite a long time since they last looked at this design yeah um, and i hope that they will consider maybe on a 13 inch now device we don't need the port to be in the middle at the side most people are using this in landscape and therefore the port can go at the bottom and therefore the inductive charger for the apple pencil can go on the side and therefore the lock button can go on the top edge and the volume buttons can move up and we can move the camera and i, I hope that that's how they approach it i hope it's not just uh just we take the current design we put a heavy glass back on it um, and now it's heavier and it's also going to smash way more easily. So I hope, I hope they really go for it. You know what I see as well, because the OLED panel is thinner, um, than the current panels. What I see happening is somehow, some way there's like a little bit of a, there's magnet all around the USB-C port and that's where you put the pencil and it covers the USB-C port. And it's like, but you're not doing it all the time. So the likelihood of you needing to charge, it's like the, it's like, you know, one of those, it's oh, going to turn bet. into a meme. Yeah. Like the old iPad, Apple pencil or the you old. Might, you uh, might be right there. You know, if you've called that, I'll be, that, I'll be very I'm impressed. I'm calling but it I, now. I just, I don't put it past them to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm still excited for it regardless. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, I it's, think it's going to be one of the biggest devices of the year. You think? Well, yeah, because Vision Pro is not, I mean, in terms of sales and stuff, Vision Pro is not going to be selling that much. Um, it just, we had a really terrible iPad year, honestly. Just really nothing came out that was of note. And so um, it, the, I feel like 2024 is kind of the year of the iPad. And so uh, that's a good segue into the next two iPad Air models that are also expected to be. And you would think this would be like a March event then, right? For Apple, it has to be. This would be stuff they definitely want to show off yeah i think there's yeah. enough to justify it um ipad we pro were... and then the two ipad air models why don't you tell us a little more about what we're expecting there because this is the first time we're going to get two different ipad airs so with the uh with the current ipad air which has a 10.9 inch display that's going to stick around we're not expecting a redesign for that the main upgrade there is going to be the chip it's currently got the m2 uh it's currently got the m1 we're now expecting it to go up to the m2 um we're not expecting a whole lot else. Maybe there'll be some minor camera upgrades. Um, there's definitely some things that could come over there, like photonic engine and stuff that the iPad Pro doesn't currently have. But if the iPad Pro gets it, the iPad Air could get it as well. Um, nothing too major with that device. Uh, just a nice little spec bump. Then the more interesting one is a 12.9-inch version. So this would really be comparable to the display that we got on the iPad Pro before it switched to mini-LED on the 12.9-inch model. So it would be a 12.9-inch LCD display, um, exactly the same as the uh, slightly smaller iPad Air. But it provides that option a little bit like the iPhone 15 Plus does, where if all you want is just a little bit more screen real estate, 
you now have that option. And also, crucially, this uh, device will supposedly be compatible with the uh, Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro uh, that is currently so weird. Why are they doing that? <laughs> well, it's because they're they're now splitting wait, wait, wait. The accessories. Oh wait, not the new, not the new Magic Keyboard. No, yeah, not the new one. It will be the oh, well. Uh, it's already it's already compatible with, but it, you're just saying with the bigger version. Yeah, so it will be that at the okay. moment you can only use the 11 inch. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, okay. Well, because right. Okay. But it sorry, I, I so it's no, worth, okay. It's worth mentioning that oh, I just, also that they yes. will provide some sort of keyboard accessory for. Definitely um, worth mentioning, but I kind of assumed that it was going to be yeah, yeah. I reuse those. Well, yeah. Uh, sorry, I guess I shouldn't assume that everybody would have thought that. That's true. Um, and that that would be there is no world where you make an iPad that big and not provide a keyboard accessory. It has to have one. It just does. I I don't ever take my iPad out and use it as an iPad without the keyboard. Like I can't. It's not. It's too hard. Um. So yeah, I just it just needs to be there. Um. So it won't have any of those of other upgrades for that. Yeah, so it's just basically a larger iPad Air with the new M2, and that's pretty much it. Um, but, I mean, that's still cool, though. That's still a good uh, update for people who are like, yeah, I want to get a new iPad Air, and oh, wait, I can get a 12.9-inch. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then that puts us uh, puts us away for March and April, and then, you know, May, we start hearing more and more about WWDC, which kicks us off into June. And so this is going to be you know, the usual iOS, iPadOS, macOS, uh, tvOS, watchOS, and now visionOS. Are you expecting visionOS 2.0 to be uh, debuted at WWDC 2024? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, and it's probably going to steal the show a little bit, I expect, because yeah, um, Apple's uh, 2.0 uh, software updates are usually pretty much in my opinion the biggest ones that they tend to release if you look back at stuff like watch os 2 they completely reconsidered how the apple watch works uh, they introduced uh pretty temple features in that update um it seems like with all of this time to iterate on vision pro and at that point people will have actually had it in their hands for around four months um, yeah. absolutely there's got to be a lot of emphasis on vision pro and if we don't get a vision pro event at the start of the year which it looks like we're now not getting you can bet that in march we're going to see a bit of vision pro at the ipad event and we're definitely going to have a big emphasis on vision pro again at wwdc this year um yeah i mean we don't really know what's going to be in vision we don't even really know what's in vision os i mean we do if you dig deep in the developer stuff but like does everyone really know like what it's going to be used? Like, no, there's still a bunch of stuff that we still don't know. It's got to be the fundamentals that are going to be more interesting to yeah. see how they consider how to make Vision OS more productive. Apple's shown off a lot of entertainment experiences, and uh, they've not really shown serious work. Like, here's how you use Final Cut on uh, Vision OS. I would like to see them go in that direction. Um, I think that's the next step in what terms of what they need to show off. And if they can maybe show us a little bit more about what do we do if we haven't packed our keyboard with us and we use that virtual keyboard, show us more about how that works, refine that experience. Um, I think those are the areas where things need to improve. Your life is just going to be doing this the whole time. That... Yeah, which is not ideal. No, it seems miserable. I'm just looking at the 
the graphic of the home screen and all the apps that are on the home screen are like two of them are content or like consuming content. The rest of it is like notes and keynote and mail and freeform and safari. And I'm like, who you have to have your keyboard with you or this is going to be a nightmare. So yes, I would like to see how that, you know, can play out and to actually, because right now I have zero expectations on using my vision pro when it arrives as a productive anything it's going to be how can i piss away the time and make this cool and fun and that is where you fall into the line of like this becomes a one and done quote unquote device where you use it for a little bit and then you just i put it away it comes an ipad no the ipad is i use my ipad way more than i use my meta quest 3 i think just saying Initial users of Vision Pro will end up using it just like they use an iPad. I'm going to use my iPad today, just to just to spite you. I won't well, do any editing on it, but I, I will <laughs> do everything else on it. Um. Uh, okay, so that that's Vision OS. But then you know we don't we're not going to talk about Mac OS and watch. We have no idea. Oftentimes Ooh, we have the same sort of central features apply to all of the OSs every yeah. year now. That's kind of yeah. what you get, that they introduce a feature for one platform, but it actually is coming to all of them. Um, I know there are some that weren't like that, like the journal app, weirdly, is only on the iPhone. But generally, right. when they do introduce a new feature, like, I don't know, was it last year when they introduced that uh, feature that where you can cut out stuff from images um, just by holding down on it? That was across no, that platforms. No, that was a couple years ago. Um, but that was across all devices. And usually almost all the new features that they introduce are across all devices. Um, but like, so, like, but in terms of like specific to that device, we never really know, uh, even up until like a week before, I feel like we don't get a lot of Mac OS specific. Yeah. Mac OS, we, we don't tend to know, but that's because Mac OS updates have been so small for so many years. So really the Mac OS updates that we've had have never been Mac specific in recent years. Let's, They've always been... Let's get a big macOS update, like a complete redesign. I don't know What's if we're ever going to get a complete redesign of macOS. It's going to just look just it. like I'd Windows. I'd love to see how they'd approach it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think macOS is kind of done. It's been, what, it's 40 years old. So then uh, we've got iOS, watchOS, um, and iPadOS, which will just be the same as iOS. Yeah, I mean, um, basically the iOS 18 is the main talking point here. For that. And that's going to be AI. And my ultimate point, why well, I keep mentioning that there's going to be uh, cross-platform features and that there always are is because I think this is going to be the year of AI. Whether we'll see Apple's so-called uh, chat GPT competitor, Apple GPT, or whatever it may be, the new version of Siri, we're also uh, is quite likely to emerge this year, which of course will be across all devices. Um, AI and that's... is going to be the theme, supposedly. And that's fine and i'm sure it'll be cool to see all the stuff that you can do on your phone but getting a chat gpt like thing in siri that works for your mac now that is where that's a huge feature because that's where you can be the most productive i use chat gpt or google bard or any of those assistants for stuff for like summarizing things and, and stuff that i wouldn't do on my phone um as much now i'd be more interested to see where you know, it can integrate with shortcuts like we've heard about and, you know, how it can make smart home stuff more useful. Um, you know, what are we expecting as far as that in terms, you know, of well, like what, what are the features are we going to see integrations with uh, Apple Music? I know is one of them. 
yeah, shortcuts should be a big one. Um, the shortcuts should be able to um, integrate directly with Siri and that Siri should be able to build shortcuts and there will be more sort of support within Siri for sequential actions. Um, Finally. It, I don't know how far this stuff is all going to be explicitly related, but it, it will be things like um, uh, you'll be able to just field more complex inquiries to Siri. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether what they are conceiving of as Apple's rival to ChatGPT literally will be their next generation version of Siri, but it's it's all got to be tied together in some way. And I think that is going to be the key theme this year. It's got to be because Apple feels so far behind. Well, uh, they are. You can't, you can't, I, I, unless I, I mean, again, I do not use Siri for home automation. I use Google. And even then they were behind too, but like you can't give multiple commands, correct? You can't say turn off your lights and set the temperature to 72 and uh, close the garage, right? You can't do those three at the same time. I, I don't know about that specifically, but you can, it's very basic, whatever it is, whatever the limitations yeah. are, it's so basic that you 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 start to stop trying uh, to, to pair things up, which yeah. is why I don't know. Uh, but I, th I feel like I have given multiple requests at some point, but it was only under such specific circumstances. Um, so I, I really couldn't say, but whatever it is, well, it's not here. Great, let's, and I want the, it to let's, be better. Let's try it live. This is going to turn off my, uh, what is this going to do? This is going to turn off my family's lights and set the temperature to 70 degrees. Let's see if they can do that. Turn off living room lights and set thermostat to 70 degrees. <laughs> she just said, sorry, I couldn't find that in your home. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it can, but it's not as intuitive or, uh, or as easy as you'd like it to be. And so that, that would be huge. Um, I'm sure I'll get people commenting, telling me that you can do it and I'm just not doing it right. But, uh, to be fair, I just don't use Siri and HomeKit on a regular basis. So, uh, well, is yeah, it any, I will. Is it any wonder that you don't better. with that with that response? Well, right. I mean, she didn't even try. She was just like, "Yeah, sorry, I can't do that." <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what? Maybe it's because I'm at my office here, and it's it's thinking like I don't. Well, I have lights and see. Hold on, let me try one more time. Turn off the lights and set temperature to seventy degrees. None of your accessories can do that. So, okay, that that just about solves that. <laughs> Useless. Okay, uh, so that's iOS 18 with, well, we've got more there as well. Um, uh, the RCS stuff's going to happen. So mm. we're, we're just assuming, we're just assuming that those things are going to happen at WWDC because it's software-based. But, mm. I mean, I guess the RCS thing could come at any time, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about that one, but it's. It wouldn't surprise me if that was something that we did see at WWDC. Um, side loading. We're not going to see at WWDC, but it is. <laughs> it is going to be slid into a software update sometime this year. You don't think they're going to say we came out with this revolutionary way to download apps that are not even on the App Store? Do it at your own risk. Uh, nope. I think they are not. Absolutely not going to mention it. It's going to be in some little minor support document that they're going to update, and that's it. If you want to play Fortnite, you can now. There you go. That'll be it. That's it, that's how they handled it with um, it's the closest example we have. But it, with um, Dutch dating apps, they what? just did it super quietly because there was this whole legal case with um, uh, in-app purchases for dating apps, and Apple had to allow you to go outside of uh, 
of an app of the uh, of Apple's payment system. You had to be able to use a third party payment system in the app, but only for apps that are in the dating category. So they they've had to open because up. what's the law? What's the law there? Is that like specific to the? Uh, it was some legal case prosecuted um, yeah. in that in that country. Interesting. But, um, when Apple did that, it wasn't uh, a news. Uh, uh, it wasn't a, a a press release. They didn't make a big thing of it. I know it was <coughs> it, it was only in that country, but even within that country, it was kept very quiet. Even though that's significant news, the first time that Apple has ever allowed inside apps to have alternate payment methods. Um, well, now that paved the way for Tinder to be able to charge people $500 a month for Tinder Pro or whatever the hell they came out with. Uh, so yeah, you can do that if you'd like. Um, I don't, I, I still, do you think sideloading is going to be a universal thing then or is it just going to be limited by region? We talked about oh, this Oh, it's going to be limited but, by region, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, it's it's cool for you, I guess. It's not going to be cool. For I me. won't get it. I won't get it. Isn't it your? Well, okay, true. Yeah. Well, that stinks. Stinks for you. You're so close. You're much we'll, closer we'll all, than I we'll, am. We'll all get it eventually. We'll yeah. all get it eventually. That's that's that. I'm pretty sure of because once one country does it, lawmakers around the rest of the world, or at least one region, does it. I should say, and the EU is a massive region. Um, other lawmakers and regulators are going to go well apple you did that you did that here you got it just turn it on in our country just pass some regulation it's going to happen um yeah it's going to be a domino effect this episode of the macrumor show is sponsored by masterclass i'll admit it i'm not the best person when it comes to personal finances there's definitely a lot of room for improvement when it comes to cutting costs saving more money but most importantly taking my saved money and making smarter investments there's a Mastering the Markets class on Masterclass that really gave me some great insight that I've been implementing into my personal life lately. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, in the app, or on their website, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach the next level. So how much would it cost to take one-on-one -on -one classes from the world's best? Easily hundreds to thousands of dollars. And with Masterclass annual membership, it's just $10 a month. That's $120 a year for unlimited access to a one-on-one -on -one class with all 180-plus Masterclass instructors. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Peril. There are over 180 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. So take classes from MKBHD and become a tech YouTuber or do what I did and learn more about your personal finances and how to manage your money in the Mastering the Markets class. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash Mac. So get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash Mac. Masterclass.com slash Mac. Thanks, Masterclass, for sponsoring this episode. You know what else is going to happen in 2024? Sometime in the first half, a new Apple TV. And you know who uh, seems very uninterested by that? Me. Oh, I, It's only because, I mean, we need a little more to the Apple TV. It's time, right? I feel like it's time. What there do needs you want? to be what something else in this Apple category. TV? Well, we've talked about this. I want a whole new redesign of the, the operating system, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But there needs to be a change. Just in some areas. We need... Apple to allow a better way for other well what was the whole reason why Netflix doesn't allow the up next thing because they don't want to leave the app is that what it is it's Netflix's issue correct 
Yes. And also, I don't think Netflix wants Apple being able to get any data about what is being watched on Netflix. Well, that's annoying. I want all the apps to be able to work well with the TV. I know. We've talked about this. I mean, Apple could make a better API for it. Sure. Just do that then. Just. Um, But no guarantee that Netflix would play ball. Well, Netflix, stop being terrible. And also, I realized I'm paying $24 for Netflix a month. Get out of here. I am yeah. so close to canceling. That's that is not it, it that is, is huge for one streaming service. Uh, I mean, they do have a lot of stuff, but it's like I don't watch half that stuff. Hmm. I we can have a whole conversation about that for another time. But like with the Apple TV, it just seems so like you know what a sixteen processor and Wi Fi six E or Wi Fi seven. Ooh, so much fun! Like I think it's just a nice little spec bump. Sure. I just want to, I want a sound bar version. That's what I want. I want a HomePod Apple TV, a HomePod sound bar that when you plug it in via HDMI, it also can stream the uh, video and uh, it's just an all in one. That would be ideal. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Don't think, I think it's going to happen would. this year, but no, no, I would be excited for it. Google did that with uh, JBL, I believe was the one that I had. Where it was like a nice sound bar and a subwoofer that came with it. And then when you plugged it in the HDMI, it also had Google uh, TV, the operating system, Chromecast OS or whatever they call it. Um, and that was cool. Like it just one less thing for you to have to plug in and just all encompassing. Um, so, yeah, that'll come out in the first half, I guess, of 2024. And then moving into the back half into September, the fall, we all know what's coming then. We have four new iPhones, iPhone 16, 16 plus, 16 pro, 16 pro max. Wait, is it five new iPhones? Is it, is the ultra happening? We've not heard anything about the ultra for, I think over a year. Just kill it. So just, just kill it. I think it was a fake rumor disseminated by Apple to try to uncover sources of fake leaks. Um, I don't think they're that interested in doing it. I wish they would because I don't like the Pro Max name. It bothers me, but you know, it's there's there's bigger things to worry about. Um, oh, we can that, we're gonna do rehash the names again. We we it's just iPhone and iPhone Pro. That's all it needs to be. We've yeah. talked about this, but it is whatever. Um, anything? Oh well, I guess the the new iPhones are expected to bump up in size a little bit. Yeah, so uh, the Pro models Pro are models slightly larger. Um, yep. and noticeably so bigger than uh, the iPad Pro's uh, size increase. The iPad Pro, you wouldn't notice, it's just a bezel reduction. But these uh, new Pro iPhone models are actually getting um, physically larger. Um, So we're moving from 6.1 inches on the smaller model to 6.3 inches and 6.7 inches on the Pro Max to 6.9, which is pretty big. Um, And I hope that that will facilitate... um, better battery life because you'll be able to fit squeeze a bigger battery in there we're also expecting the standard uh well the smaller pro model to get the tetra prism uh telephone cameras yeah um that should trickle down uh and we're also expecting this new capture button which is uh interesting so it's going to be kind of like the action button but used supposedly for something uh with video so maybe you'll be able to configure it so that you can choose what you wanted to do in the photos app that'd be um, cool but if it's a uh if it's a forced um uh sensitive button it isn't a physical button 
um, and it's got a little haptic engine or it uses the haptic engine that's inside the, the iPhone, then you're going to be able to get multiple levels of pressure from that button, which is also quite interesting in the context of the camera app where you might want to lock exposure before you uh, take a photo um, or something like that. Um, and then you free up your actual action button to do something other than the camera for the people that do have it set to do that. Um, that would be great. So and also you don't have to, you don't have to have a physical button then you can just like put it on honestly it should be in the right like like this like right here yeah where you would normally and, and so it'd be the bottom right corner of the phone and it won't look bad because you technically wouldn't know that a button is there um they'd have to do something to make it known that a button was there but it wouldn't look weird having like a physical pop-out button in that bottom I feel like another phone did this before. I feel like it was Sony, maybe. They did like some sort of dedicated camera button that was like on the phone. Um, yeah, that would be cool, uh, especially if it can do, you know, the launching of the camera apps that, like you said, can free up the action button and then has multiple levels of functionality. You know, maybe like a quick way to get the spatial videos because uh, as of right now, you know, I've been taking some, I've been getting myself prepped, uh, but. You know, I kind of forget that it's a thing that I need to do. So, yeah, and then we're just expecting the um, uh, A eighteen Pro chip, um, but not too much else for the the Pro models. Um, well, we forty eight megapixel, forty eight megapixel yeah. ultra wide camera, which yeah. is actually really useful because you can crop in on that, um, yeah. and with a with an ultra wide, that is actually going to open up a a whole new range of perspectives um, because I don't really use the ultra wide very much. Um, and when I do, it doesn't look great. It's the, it's the least good looking camera of the three. Um, and if I had the capacity to just capture a really nice wide field of view and then crop into whatever I want, um, I would be happy with that. And I'd use it way more. Um, so yeah, that's good. Better in low light as well. The ultra wide's not very good in low light at the moment. Um, a bigger sensor would really help with that. I would be 100% okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a huge upgrade, or at least not as of right now, especially for the lower the lower end models. It yeah, just kind of seems like those bigger models. features are going to get the trickle down on some of them. It, it looks like it's going to be a pretty small upgrade yeah. this year. I mean, you have to remember that last year was uh, a pretty big year for the iPhone 15 and 15 yeah. Plus. Um, they got new designs. They got the 48 megapixel camera. They got Dynamic Island. They got USB-C. This year will be smaller, which I think is understandable, um, and they will get a new uh, rear camera configuration, uh, a little bit more like the iPhone 12, where they're arranged in a uh, in a straight line rather than diagonally, and that will enable spatial video capture. Um, they also are going to get the action, action button. button. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's a decent upgrade, and you can bet there'll be some other general camera improvements. Um, but it doesn't look like there's going to be too much else for those standard it's models. It's still going to be the phone to buy. That is the phone to buy. The yeah. 15, 15 plus, those are the ones you should be buying right now. And then next year, if you're waiting for next year, get the 16 or 16 plus, honestly. Uh, Apple Watch, though, that should be getting mm -hmm. perhaps a huge upgrade, uh, considering that it is now going to be the 10th anniversary. So we're looking at an Apple Watch X slash Apple Watch 10. Uh, but I can't wait for me to cringe every time I hear people saying, should I get the Apple Watch X? Yep. <laughs> you like that iPhone X, that, bro? That trauma again. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, still miss the iPhone 10. Such a good, yeah. such a good phone. 
Great such a good device. design. I saw it, I saw it the other day and I was like, damn, I really like this phone. I wish it could run iOS 17. I would consider hopping back to it. I hope that that, that will be um, what we get with the Apple Watch this year. And it really does feel like something special and not, not forced. Um, so we're expecting larger displays. Um, not necessarily larger casings, but maybe, who knows. Um, just a little bit bigger. I think it's like 10% bigger. So the bezels should get even smaller, um, which is pretty impressive considering how small those bezels currently are. Yeah, We're also expecting the casing to get thinner. Um, which I think it sort of needs. It doesn't really bother me, the thickness of the Apple Watch, but I would like to see it get a little bit thinner. Um, and then there's going to be some new health features. So uh, sleep apnea detection and um, is it blood glucose detection? Oh, no, okay. blood pressure. It's blood pressure yeah, blood and pressure. sleep apnea. That's it. Um, and uh, the blood pressure would uh, not give you exact readings. It will just tell you, uh, what your blood pressure is trending toward. Uh, but that's still a pretty major new health feature. We haven't had a new health feature like that for uh, a few years. And the last one we got was body temperature sensing. So blood pressure uh, monitoring would be would be impressive because um, currently there are not uh, really that many non-invasive, uh, well, not non-invasive, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of um, blood glucose, but the point still stands that, you know, if you want to get a, a good, uh, blood pressure reading you have to use a cuff on your arm um which is annoying and um, uncomfortable so to be able to just have some background measurements and see how things are trending um yeah i think that is a pretty significant game changer and of course the biggest thing is a new design um and ultimately changing what apple watch bands uh yeah. we have and what connects after 10 years a new magnetic system is that going to be easier hopefully i mean in theory they're not going to make something that's harder um it's not like it's, it's hard to do it now but it's space. just not that great yeah it's because not that great the way it's done now at the moment those cutouts take up quite a large amount of space inside the device if you ever take the band out and look at it from the side you can see yeah. just how much that is limiting the internal space um and the apple watch's battery can definitely be a lot better um it's yeah. it's fine. Um, I charge about once a day. I don't have an Apple Watch Ultra. I have a standard model. Um, and I find that once a day, charging to full is absolutely fine. So it basically does last me about 24 hours, which is more than what they say. They say 18 hours. Um, but sometimes it is a little close if I've used the, the watch more, if I've done a particularly long workout or something that's drained the battery. Um, but I do have the brightness turned down. So maybe that's the reason why I've been able to do that. But I would really like it if they could push up at least their official um, battery, um, uh, the number of hours you get um, for battery life, because that has stayed the same as well. That has been the same for the whole of the past of the, of the 10 years that we have had the Apple Watch. Eight, up to 18 hours is what they say. So if we could get that up to an official 24 hours by giving a little bit more space for an internal battery, um, I'd be really pleased with that. But also, what else are they going to do with this design? Are they going to move away from curves? Are they going to give us that those that sort of flat edge design at last? And if it's thinner, that could look really impressive. Or are they going to go in a completely different direction? We really don't know. Well, the only other direction they could go in is round, and they're not going to do that. So No, they're probably not going to go round. Right. So I, I do think the sleep apnea one is huge, by the way, going back to those uh, features. Because like you said, it's uncomfortable to get a cuff for, you know, your, like imagine getting... A sleep apnea test those things are intense like i think part of the reason why people don't want it they don't want to go and spend a night 
with all those machines hooked up and you have the worst night of your sleep and then they tell you that you have you know this issue if this could be even remotely accurate uh that would be huge because you know that stuff runs in my family and i don't believe i have it now but it could definitely develop uh especially with like you know things that you could control just be healthier and um so yeah i mean it would be cool to see without having to go through a uh a full-on test um all of these health features would be great it's just one less trip that you need to take to the doctor for things that you're you know minorly worried about it's just like okay now i know that this is the thing that i need to go get checked out and do um it could really tell you a lot especially your blood pressure they can get that glucose going in that would be even better for those who are diabetic just tons of things uh all right we got to move a little bit faster here um so airpods and airpods max so airpods 4 this is new i, I to me um I, maybe i missed this there's going to be two different versions of airpods now is that yeah what since when when did i uh i've been rumored for a little while a couple of months at least um i must have missed that so it looks like the third generation airpods haven't sold very well most people are buying the second generation that is still on sale um, and that is old. Those, those AirPods are an old design right. now. So it looks like Apple is going to wipe the slate clean and they are going to offer two fourth generation models. One of them uh, will just have the basic set of features as we, as a bit like the current device, just updated. Um, and then the, the other one will have uh, active noise cancellation, but no ear tips. So below the AirPods Pro, missing out on a bunch of AirPods Pro features, um presumably we won't get the like the find my enabled case and um, yeah those sorts of features but we will get um active noise cancellation and that is going to be the 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 key factor in pricing i still find that a bit weird because i don't yeah, know what's the people... point at that point why don't you just buy the airpods pro um right i mean well the tips are yeah, the unless you don't issue. like the tips but how many people are, are that fussy that are desperate for active noise you, cancellation but don't you, You'd be surprised. Well, I don't know about desperate for noise cancellation, but that are that fussy and won't buy the AirPods Pro because of the tips. Specifically, I know a few people who have asked me, like, what should I get? I don't want AirPods Pro because I don't like the tips. They don't fit well. Even when I tell them they have all multiple fits, they're like, I don't care. I used to not like the tips. Um, but me too. But now I, I use AirPods Pro all the time and it doesn't bother me. Um, I think it is just a case of getting a decent fit. Um, yeah um speaking of useless if the airpods max really just come with uh you know USB-C and new color options that's the worst apple product that you can buy for the money in 2024 hands down there's no audio improvements no features at all and all you're getting is a us like that those are not worth that price better come down I, i'm irrationally angry just thinking about it yeah i think that's going to be one that's going to get quite a bit of attention this year it's going to be one of our minor minor controversies a little bit like how uh, apple didn't give USB-C to the uh, the mac I, imac peripherals this year something Stupid. that people just get get angry about but there, there's no reason not to give it at least uh, the latest um h series chip uh, i'm gonna that the airpods pro have i'm gonna hope and just hold out hope that those rumors maybe just people didn't hear anything or they were wrong and that there will be improvements that make it worth it it just there just has to be if you're going to go and change some of this stuff, then wh what are you doing? I mean, I guess 
it's not like those are selling like a ton, right? I can't imagine they're flying off the shelf and people are like, oh, I'm going to upgrade every year, new AirPods Max. No, you're going to upgrade when it seems like but you need maybe to. Maybe we would. Maybe we would upgrade a little more often if they gave us a significant upgrade more often. I mean, this should be Apple's sure. top-tier audio hardware. They should be able to offer really interesting high-end features on that device. To It's commanding a very high price point. And... Well, that price point's ridiculous. It needs to come down to 350 like everything else in its class. But if it had more um, studio capabilities, um, if it had some of these features like conversation boosts, which some people really love, um, and some of the features that we currently have on the Airpods Pro, I don't know if it currently has uh, adaptive transparency. I don't believe it does. Um, but that is another one that definitely should come to it. They absolutely should have uh, precision find my tracking as well. Yeah. And of course, you can't tell me that in four years, they can't iterate on the smart case. Well, so right. this is why I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the price. I would be okay if they gave us new AirPods Max every year, but they've got to give us the upgrades. And I think there is a, a growing list of those upgrades. I mean, even stuff like the skin detect sensors. Currently, the AirPods Max use the much older uh, infrared sensors. And the skin detect sensors are way more accurate. Um, they perform way better. Uh -huh. That's another little feature. What about uh, getting some water and sweat resistance in there so that you can use them with workouts? What about having some other ear cup options? Um, maybe we, I mean, I, I would say leather options, but obviously we're not going to get leather. Give us some, uh, some fine woven. woven ones. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, well, I, I think also with the studios, if you're going to target them towards like people that use them professionally as well, there needs to be some professional features like like being able to tailor the EQ. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, I don't know. The lossless stuff would be great without having to plug it in. <sighs> There's just there's there's a lot that can yeah and even it. then the lossless is is limited, um, right? It does not provide you with a full lossless experience. So all of this stuff like we're we're coming up really easily with a pretty long list of upgrades here, and that's why I think it feels a little bit inexcusable to give it such a tiny upgrade because the AirPods Pro are just so much better. Um, the audio quality is obviously not better because they're in ear earbuds, but in terms of all of the other features, there is such sure. a, a sort of richer array of features. I mean, even another one with Vision Pro, the new uh, AirPods Pro uh, with USB C, that supports lossless with Vision Pro. Right, right. But the, AirPods, have... the new AirPods Max won't because they don't have the newer chip. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really wear the AirPods Max with your Vision Pro, so I get that. But but then why can it not? I not play lossless with other devices with the airport right that's what i'm saying like you should yeah, still be so, able to make it happen with that so there's plenty i don't know what color do you want to see new color option i mean i'm boring because i get everything in silver and yeah. white so i don't know but it would be nice to um to see the airports max in some slightly brighter color options i think because we've had those sort of muted pastel tones let's see what it would look like a little bit brighter a little yeah, bit more like the, the imac the, the back of the imac I'm over the pastel colors for sure. Yeah. All right. And then uh, an iPad mini refresh, a yep. lower cost iPad refresh, and a Mac mini refresh. All of those are most likely just internal things. So mm -hmm. just kind of moving through those rapid fire. Um, and that kind of rounds out the rest of 2024. And then uh, just briefly, just very briefly, Vision Pro. Uh, we've talked about it so much that if you are upset that we're not talking about it in this episode, 
You could literally listen to last week's episode. I believe we talked about it for a fair amount. We have whole episodes in which I talked about my experience being on it. We have a whole deep dive episode that we did a long time ago. Uh, there's plenty of content out there, um, but Vision Pro is expected to be the first thing uh, to come out, and that'll be in February 2024. And if Maybe Apple wanted this to month. Oh, that would be nice. I was just going to say, if Apple wanted to be yeah. really cool, they would certainly help me out here and just at least make it order now and get it in early February. That's my 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 hope, is that I can do the order now, like at the end of January. Maybe they'll do, the a, current, maybe they'll do a CES surprise. Who knows? The date that is floating around at the moment, um, which there initially seemed really sketchy, but then... Mark Gurman said that Give it, it seemed more likely um, that this is what was going around um, in China is weirdly Saturday, a Saturday, the last Saturday in January. No. no. What? Um, which is strange. It could be a translation error. It could be that um, it's actually referring to Friday. So Friday 26th, I believe that would be. But that Mark Gurman be. says, no, it yeah. is the 27th. The 27th is the date that is is being discussed. He didn't say that he supports it. He didn't say that that's what he's expecting. But he said that that is the date that people associated with Apple in the supply chain in China are currently saying. And that is what um, we dug up yesterday from a very obscure Chinese uh, Wall Street uh, reporting blog. So... Uh, it's, Man. A, it's a bit of a strange date because Apple has not done a Saturday launch for a very long time. Um, they always seem to prefer Fridays. They sometimes do a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but Fridays are um, uh, almost now, always what we get. What do you mean by launch? Like I can go to the store and get it on Saturday? Yeah. Oh. So pre-orders would presumably be a week prior to that, which would be... Dude, that would what, be... January 20th? <laughs> That would be I okay. Like I can't get picky for my own personal situation. Oh <laughs> like, what's the like, problem with this one now? <laughs> well, I have to go work on a Saturday. Like, you know, I have a I have a family, but it will be worth it because I'll just want to play. Way better to avoid having to deal with it in Disney. Well, no, no, absolutely. One thousand percent true. Yeah. That's why I said I can't I can't complain about it that much. But it's just like, really, dude? Like, you, uh, Apple doesn't care about our families, you know? They're just like, who cares? Who cares if you got to be working on a Saturday? Hopefully, maybe we'll get it early. That would be nice, you know? Just I think that is pretty there. early. I think most people will be pretty surprised if if people have gone. Oh no, I meant Vision like Pros I meant like we I meant like we get a unit early. Oh, like <laughs> well, that like, would be nice. Like we're, we're open. That, that would be nice. To that. Yeah, I mean, I I won't complain. I won't say a single word. I will. Uh, just do what I got to do. No. Um, yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm fine with that. I, I would be more, you know, that's fine. Anything that's early, that's not the end of February is fine with me. Uh, I just want this thing out already. I just want to know what it can do. A little sad that they're not doing an event. Maybe, maybe they'll do like a, like, didn't they do like a, they did a strange Mac event for that scary, scary event that they did. They had like some press members come out to new york maybe they'll do something like that i feel like they have yeah, to right yeah that's a pretty good idea i hadn't considered they would do something like that i just feel like they got to do something like that um you know whether or not i don't know but i just feel like that they, they have to do something like that and uh you know get that buzz going again because i feel like the large population of tech lovers out there have you know kind of 
just ignored it and forgotten about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do reflect back a lot to what it was like after every time I use my MetaQuest 3. And the MetaQuest is capable of doing a lot of things. It's just not capable of doing a lot of things as well in terms of the quality, the seal, the 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 whole look of the screens. There's just not anywhere near it. And you could say, well, you know, MetaQuest is going to have way more features and games and things to do, and that's great. But if it doesn't look or feel as comfortable, uh, I feel like I would much rather use the Vision Pro for some of those things rather than, you know, reach for a game that I'm probably never going to play. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make it worth it to me compared to yeah. how good the actual and no 4K ecosystem OLED. There, right? when, when, in terms of a right. cross-device ecosystem, you haven't got your messages in there, your notes being synced. All those little things do matter. Yeah. How excited are you to try it? Oh, I'm really excited. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to um, because there's going to be a lot of people that want to try it. Um, and I don't know how that's going to work in Apple stores. And uh, obviously, I just hope UK, I can order we don't, we're not getting it at launch. So I may have to wait a few months. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be, we'll be second up um, along with a, a couple of other countries that we tend to get things second. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to try it. I'm worried that I will like it too much. And then I will have to, I will have to spend all of that money immediately. Plus prescription lenses, plus the the little uh, headband accessory, plus the case. Uh, it's it's going to be pricey. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm just hoping I can order one. You know, I, I hope I'm not like edged out of this because they're only making about four hundred thousand units apparently for this launch, um, which I don't know. That could go either. That could go either way. That could be a lot for people and they're if you're going to want to be one of the guys that drops 3500 right out the bat like that should be pretty easy but i don't know i, I feel like it's gonna sell more than we think 3500 dollars is a lot but i, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who want to be through a lot of the year yeah, yeah i agree yeah well uh that's that's what we're looking for uh for 2024 that's what we're gonna have to cover for the whole year and you're gonna read it hopefully and you'll hopefully watch our videos and uh and yeah we'll we'll be talking about them all more in depth obviously we'll have plenty of vision pro deep dives and oled ipad deep dive conversations and some new guests some old guests i have no idea i have literally no guests that i uh am willing to share with anyone right now at this moment but we'll have guests like we always do uh so excited for 2024 and what's ahead and Happy New Year to everybody. This is the last day you can officially say Happy New Year to people, according to Larry David. So uh, get it out now. And we'll catch everybody in the next episode.